This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Dr. Selo Khalane is, of course, in studio with me. Doctor, welcome. PhD doctor, welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Denzel. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, no, thank you. You, you, you had to underscore that in the, in the whole forest of all honorary work, but mm. it's fine. Uh, mm. It's all work. Of no, 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 honor. no. I, I, I'm just, I'm just like you know, you know. If you didn't know, by the way, you know, <laughs> just in case, if you just didn't know, by the way, Pula. Yeah. Um, it's 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 rejuvenation, it's prosperity, it's rebirth. That's right. It's rain. Ah, uh, yes. And and I'm gonna get into the other, co- uh, you know, components of why you are here and yeah. talk about you, but but there's a particular song, who has a particular meaning for me, because right. I love it, and and you must also have had a journey with the song. No, indeed. The song, I think, um, uh, came to my consciousness after I'd worked on a children's theater program in Limpopo. And um, at the time, I remember my wife was not working and I was the only one who was uh, making ends meet and she was Mm. really dearly looking after the family and I had spent all the money Mm. Uh, on on the children's theater program, and we we had nothing. You were that husband. Yeah. You were that husband. Yeah, yeah. You you had spent all the money. <laughs> <laughs> spent all the money, mm. and and at the time, at least I had. Uh, this is a part I I I haven't mentioned, you know, uh, to a lot of people, mm. and I, we only we, we had a, a medical aid. Mm. At least uh, on my package, I had a medical aid, and I could uh, I could use the medical aid card at the time that allowed us mm. to also buy other than medication in a chemist mm. other things mm-hmm. ah so so i could buy a, a, anything that represented a modicum of of meat mm. which would be built on in a chemist <laughs> yeah for for mm. for my family to 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 have mm. a taste of meat mm. it was really tough my lawn had grown what year is dry. this what year is this we're talking 1998, 1999. Mm. Yes. And remember, I had also just come from the 35 years of Malombo National Tour where I had done a national campaign on the work of Philip Dabane. Mm. And then that year, the reward was not money, mm. but it was that he was given an honorary doctorate by yeah. Mr. Fender. And then this song came after... After that project, then I did the children's theater project and mm. we set it up in Rampatlele, in Sishiro and other places. And I was absolutely bankrupt. Mm. And then we came, I came to the market to do this show and uh, my first live performance at the market. Mm. And we, we rehearsed the song on a Monday, Tuesday and never rehearsed it again. And we went on stage. We were opening on Friday mm. evening and then we did the run. And then Slayla Slota, who was on guitar, um, said to me, look, there are two songs that sound the same here. Can you please replace one with any other song? Mm. And then I said, Bula. And at that moment they said, sorry, uh, stop the run. We're opening the doors. And we oh. went, we dressed up. Mm. 
went backstage and we came back. We started the show. The show went on beautifully. We got to the song. We scratched the one that we had uh, written there. Mm. And then there was pool and we had not rehearsed it. Properly, yeah. For three days. Yeah. And then I went forward and I said, Pula. And the audience responded well and they said, you know, positively, Aine. Mm. I said, Pula, Aine. And uh, I was trying to create space for the band to remember the song. Mm, mm. Because you uh, didn't know what next. <laughs> yeah. And, and fortunately, we had great musicians. I mean, Sly Lowe was on guitar. Uh, uh, Jimmy Mgwandi was on bass. Solomon Dwedime, his soul rest in peace, mm. was on drums. The same drummer who worked with Bayete, Sanko Mota, Huma Sikel, and so mm. on. And then we had Sil- uh, Sylvester Makalisa, who came from Zimbabwe. We were with at the University of uh, Cape Town. Uh, we came down and, 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 and wonderful ladies who, who came with us. And uh, um, the song started and it went on slowly. Then the band remembered it slowly. And then it grew big. Right at the end, there's a pause. Mm. And where, where, where we, before we do a cadence, mm. the closing part, and then there's a silence and then it closes. Mm. And then um, that's how the song was recorded. And later, uh, some, you know, when the song started to pick up one year, seven months later, mm. some radio station played it and they left the last part. Mm. And then the desk went red and everybody said, no, 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 no. The song is not finished yet. Mm, we know. We know. Yeah. Can you please start the song from the beginning and play it to the end? How did that change you financially? Because you, you're absolutely given all your money away. Does Pule bring you back to a space? Is it that song that, that, that puts money back in your bank account? This song gave birth to 30... Uh, let, me, let me see. It gave birth to... 350 original songs after it. Whoa, whoa. It gave birth to 23 live albums mm. after it mm. with 10 DVDs. And we are now in studio mixing the 24th and the 25th album, which mm. we recorded last year uh, at the State Theatre. So the the song gave not only an investment back into the project, mm. but the song gave birth to respect mm. um, and and respect for the genre, respect for for the, my craftsmanship, which in, in 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 law you would say it gave me a moral right mm. that that it's un you know questionable um, um, as a as somebody who. Um, introduced a genre called Frikiba into the soundscape of world music. And um, it quite defined the concept to a point where uh, everybody who knows me mm. at least knows this song. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Anybody who has heard of me plays it. But the very interesting part of the song mm. is that it's such a, an, an easy song on the ear, mm. but very difficult to play. Absolutely. It is isolated men from boys, <laughs> girls from women. Mm. Because everybody who came in, particularly bassists, particularly bassists and mm. dramas, the rhythm, it's all laid back. But at the same time, it requires the, an understanding. There's a complexity. Yes, of three time signatures in one. Mm. And if you can't hold your own against other people playing two other time signatures on top of the one that is assigned to you as a basis. Mm. It is one of, 
you know, it, you will get so embarrassed. I remember Fana Zulu, uh, with all his experience, met me um, and he said to me, you know, we played Pula sometime, but next time I'm coming to to work with you. Mm. I need to come and spend some time with you mm. without bass. <laughs> just to just to clap hands to the rhythm so that I understand See, he gets it. I understand how you 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 actually compose. The late uh, Lawrence Machiza once said because we did other recordings. You know he played guitar there as mm. well uh, in my other I think uh, Freaky but Three, and then he he said, "Do you have a, a back room? I just want to stay there with you, mm. so I understand how you think about music." Mm. Uh, th- th- these are some of the comments that came from from some of my my fellow colleagues you know uh, uh, there is a, a specialist physician dr komati who was the the uh, uh, number one physician for for nelson mandela mm. uh, up until the time he passed on mm. and he 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 still looks back at the comments that he gets from other physicians mm. that he was in charge of. And he says to me, if your fellow colleagues can write this mm. to you about your work, wow. then you must know that you've got it right. So yeah. if fellow colleagues, you know, of the ilk, yeah. of Fana Zulu, yeah. of Lawrence Machiza, may his soul rest in peace, of Slilo Slota, of Becky Koza, uh, um, you know, of Africa Mkize, mm. Um, can can say what they say or Jimmy Mkwandi, um, um who I mean who, who who has played with the best in the world mm. I mean so if they if they really give you back the respect mm. um, about the quality of the work you churn out together with them of course mm. uh, that, take, that take is everything that. yeah yes take take me back take me back room take me on stage a little bit uh, you 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 spoke just now and you said. Uh, I think it was the drummer who played with so and so and so and so and so and so and that you were using as well. Take me backstage a little bit, and and tell me, uh, have you expanded on the ten-piece set that you uh, you know uh, the band that you normally have? Has that expanded over time? Uh, and and how you collate all of that? Because the way I sometimes understand the international music space is that somebody might play on a David Bowie, you know, tour mm. as a bass guitarist, but then be on a, you know, uh, somebody else's tour on the next phase. Do you have your own, own band, you know, for with which you travel and live and, and perform and, and create? Or, or, or are the artists fluid? How, how do you operate? T- just take me back room a little bit. Yeah, I'm absolutely for- fortunate that uh, this this work has only attracted the best of the best from the beginning. Mm. I mean, um, and and often, often I do it on project basis, mm. and I identify uh, different musicians who have the capacity to handle this concept, mm. because the most difficult thing is to record live. Mm. When the lights go on, mm. you require not just dexterity on your instrument. You require calmness. Mm. You require exactitude. There's no, there's no retake. Mm. You require the understanding of the concept. You re- require a, an immediate response to every musician's, um, uh, you know, acc- accentuation. But you require the understanding of the 
communication um, cues that I churn out. Mm. Um, because nine out of ten times, the, the way the music molds itself depends on how I mm. interpret what the audience tell me to give yeah. them. Okay. So we do not rehearse a chorus and say, go four times, mm. and then we go to the melody, then the, to the verse, yeah. and then we come back, and then we go to solo. No, we don't arrange it like that. Mm. Um, we, we arrange, we, we understand parts mm. of the song. Right. And then they know that when my voice, you know, when I raise my voice in a particular way, it is either a cue to a bridge yeah. or a cue to just straight to the chorus. But, or, you, but you've got to be in tune with that. You've got to have presence. That's mm. why I do not, I normally do not want to work with just good musicians, mm. but musicians who, are, who have presence of mind and consciousness mm. on stage. Because sometimes the one member of the audience gives you a look that says you, you're not coming out of this section as yet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you keep it there, mm. and then and then you let it play. Mm. But most of the time, I get really absolutely fortunate to keep a band for at least um, minimum of seven, eight years, mm. because then it takes that long mm. to really understand mm. the idiom and how it gets delivered. Pocho Libesi, who is also a drummer, said to me recently. Um, he said, my brother, please, if you can give me a chance to play with you again. And I said, you look, you're always a member of the family. I started from the beginning with you. He says, but there's one thing you do not understand. When, any, when we are booked mm. in your band mm. and we are at a festival, mm. he says, the kind of confidence that we exude, knowing that when we go on stage, a totally different sound, mm. Mm. it's going to now... Um, you know, uh, uh, take over the festival. Mm. Totally different from everybody before you and everybody after you. He says, you have no idea how much, you know, kind of stature that gives us as musicians who work with you. So, so, so the difference between having recorded a song yes, and the difference between preparing and presenting that on stage... For you, because some come out and, 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 and push it and, and the song starts and the song ends and, and the people clap. You're too engaged with that live performance because you're reading the audience, you're listening to the song, you're understanding whether it should be five minutes or ten minutes even. Mm -hmm. You know, even in the duration, you know that I need to stretch this because, you know, we're having a real good moment here. Um, the the and 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 for me that's that's so unique sometimes where you you know it's 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 different than just having mm. rehearsed and come back and and play it out the spirituality element then of of doing that because it's linked indeed it's it's absolutely linked to indeed. a spiritual moment where i mean on stage performance in essence is a, a kind of spiritual blend in itself. The yeah. audience in itself and what's happening there and how they react. In essence, some, there's some spirituality happening there. Yeah. And, and that whole mix then of what you do and dictate how that song plays out, that spiritual element, 
Um, how, how does it lead you into you, what you do? You know, you've, you've said something very important because um, I'm going to say this for the first time ever in any interview that I've had over, over you know, 25, 30 years. Mm. My band members, to tell the truth, they go on stage knowing the language of music and the language of the repertoire. Mm. They actually hear the song for the first time, full mm. song for the first time when we perform and record it. Mm. And if you listen to all the music, I there's, there's very rare instances where somebody plays a solo and I don't call his name first because at that moment he didn't know he was going to be called for a solo. Oh, wow. Because my consciousness at the time says... Mm. This verse has gone. This chorus has gone. It's your turn. Yeah. And I just point a finger and I'd say, Sylvester Mazignani. Mm. And then at that spare of the moment, he plays the first solo note. Mm. And he would keep it within the idiom. Mm. And the reason I do not want to get fellow musicians to know that they're going to be the ones taking solo mm. It's because it must be totally unrehearsed. Mm, mm. It must be as honest as possible. Mm. Because sometimes if you if you tell people they're going to be the ones taking solo, then they go and listen to a lot of a lot of the pre-recorded music and they bring other people's ideas into the work. Yeah. And you then they're tempering with copyright issues, they're tempering with, with the publishers mm. of, 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 of the, 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 the sections they're quoting from other people's songs and so on and so forth. So it's got to be as authentic as possible. And I determine how long that solo would go. Mm. But it must make such musical sense. It's got to be so honest. Mm. And, and, and the cut of time when it comes, it's got to be linked to spirituality. It mm. is not mm. a formula. Mm. It is not a routinized mm. manner of executing a song. It is, it is, I could call in after a chorus. Mm. I could give a cue that says, we start the song from the beginning. Mm. And mm. Br- Brother Kaifa Semenya, when he mm. watched us at Mapungube, he came to me and three times he said, I love your band mm. because they are responsive. Mm. They are present on stage mm. and they're conscious. Nobody's asking questions. Like, no, what, no. What next? No, mm. no. Nobody's and, asking And the questions. rule is simple. Mm. You watch me. Mm. That's it. Mm. Because I don't know where the spirituality is going to lead me to. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. You know, it might, it might keep me on, on a chorus for longer than we have rehearsed it. It might keep me on. Mm. Or I might introduce something totally new. Mm. But they've got to... Play, sit on that part mm. until I cue to the next section. But each song has got a different language. And I was just blessed with this gift that all the songs, 350 of them, mm. none of them have semi, uh, the, the same bass line. Mm. Because that becomes the weakness of most compositions. Yes, it's the... It's, it's, the, it's, mm. it's you know, mm. d- different jazz songs yeah. will probably have the same walking bass line. As, as soon as some musical... Uh, song starts, you say, ah, oh, Michael no. Jackson, no, no. ah, so-and-so, <laughs> ah, you know, you, you, you just hear the first beat. Yeah, and, and then and, you say, ah, you ah, know. You know, I got it. But mm. these ones, each one has got, in fact, I could have just drums and a bass. Mm. Everybody would recognize the song. And I want to talk about the drums, but let me ask you this then, leading into the spirituality moment, because then there's 
a woman and man element, and you do have a backup, a backup group. Um, is is the the male voice and the female voice just as the same way you deal with the unexpected, and do you also treat it differently as not just a female voice that's going to pitch higher or lead you somewhere? Is there also significant significance in when you present a woman to 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 bring forth a particular part and or to make a contribution and when you need to do that with a man is there is there that significance of how you play with the male and female component there is there is a lot and and and, and I'm always blessed there's there's one you know a female member of of the band mm who in a very uh, meticulous and amazing manner picks up a moment that requires ululation. Nomsa uh-huh. Khadebe. Nomsa knows when we start a song and I play drums mm. and and I play with a drummer behind me mm. and, and I say to the band, I'm going to introduce this song. Um, I will give you the cue when to come in. Mm. So they don't know when when they must drop in. Mm. Mm. And then I go and I start playing. And um, Unamsa would would know mm. where an ululation mm. must come in. Mm. And and because once, once you understand the concept and once you understand that the minute I start praise singing mm. with the drums, it is only the female mm. voice that must kind of lift, e- lift mm. and evoke yes. mm. the the drum language with the spirituality of a female voice, not a male voice. Mm. You see, and that's what I'm talking about. Exactly. And that's the differentiation <laughs> I've made in listening to your music. It it's very specific in how it's tuned in that regard. No, it is. It is because I have done very deep and detailed study of uh, indigenous music, um, particularly uh, around the Kiba concept. And I have been able to uh, delineate about 18 uh, variations mm. of, of the Kiba music concept, which have got different names. Mm. But when I looked at all of these, I found that the names are as significant mm as they define a moment in time the names do not just represent the name of the group mm. but they they actually signify the purpose of the music in that epoch mm. of sociocultural communication and that's when i looked at music not when i did my masters i my topic was that i looked at music as a system of communication and not mm. as an art form Mm-hmm. And once you, you understand it from that level, you then begin to say that how do members of a community use music to communicate? Is music an informal mm. or a formal medium of communication? Mm. And in society, which components of the genres constitute informal and which constitute formal? Mm. So... And how is communication um, uh, structured? And I found that the manner in which a community 
language mm. and its intonation mm. is structured in normal communication that invariably influences how that community constructs melody. Sure. And secondly, it invariably um, um, you know, represents how the call and response mm. structure of the music mm. is built into if the music, if the normal communication or the formal communication, for example, um, amongst the formal communication in royal setups mm. uh, in, 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 in Polokwane and, and, and other, you know, um, amongst the uh, Bapedi, but, but, you know, the so-to-speaking mm. uh, communities, if we're seated in a crawl and you initiate communication, Mm. You you do not talk to all of us. Mm. You talk to the one next to you, uh-huh. who would then pass it to the one next to him, who and then, then who then the pass same. it mm. until the whole circle is complete and it comes back mm. the same way. Now, when you look at the way dinaka, the the pen pipes mm. are are played. Mm. They are played exactly in that structure because mm. the one next to you has got to respond and this relay. Is men, but men, now. men, yes, men. They would dovetail it. Mm. They would dovetail it to each other, and it comes back in the similar in similar ways. But then, talking about men mm. in Dinaka, very interesting enough. Even if men can form a huge ensemble mm. of Dinaka, but none amongst all men mm. would be able to play a drum that interprets the movement mm. none it will be a woman yes and Always. that's and that's matik <laughs> matikwani and kalapedi yes and and that is how the women do it that's right kalapedi and matikwani are in large in most cases assigned to women yeah. but kalapedi which is necess- normally generally uh, in in uh, uh, you know would be uh, uh, termed in colloquialism uh, as a poisele, yeah, which be yeah. simply because you know here yeah. down here in Premier Mine, uh, you know uh, men migrant laborers mm. would go back home with containers of mm. uh, uh, tins of oil and mm. and petrol, you know. Yeah. And when they get there, they would say to, to kids, "Please do not careful. lick because be careful. Yeah. That's poison." Mm. Now the the adaptation of poison, which is is it's it's, it's contained in in the residues in the teens yeah and then w- w- which i used to make drums uh, you know th- then they said the, the name of the drum is poisel but it's I, actually calapedi because it's the wa- only one that produces two tones mm. where you you slap and muffle yeah and you slap and close you you would muffle half and you close full palm Okay. And then it gives you two to three tones. So I'm nodding like I understood you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nodding like I understood you. Doc, hold on. Hold, hold on, Doc. Um, and, and Vuyo uh, Makoba says, I'm parked and haven't been able to get out into the house because of this interview. The good doctor with Denzel. And that's good evening. And then somebody says, please ask Dr. Khalane as to why we have not heard his music on Spotify uh, Germania, that's Germania in Pretoria. We'll get we'll get to to that particular one of Spotify. How important is it uh, to recognize the talent that you have behind you? You speak passionately about it. A lot of people don't. You know, they they are who they are, mm-hmm. uh, and they present themselves. And when they do, you know, talk about their music and whoever they are and how they've got to that. 
don't generally begin to speak about you started off saying and i have this this drummer who played with so and so and and there is how important is it to journey with your team to to keep um and to recognize the value that that team contributes to who you are and the music that you are look you are as good as the team Mm. you know and and the team can only give you the best because if you listen to all the works i have never worked with a musician who has never given me anything other than the very best mm. and and it's because i mean i would take for example ricky sikali um he came in as a young saxophonist and he plays tenor mm. and <clears throat> i did not look at him as a young saxophonist and i didn't mention his name Mm. When I call him to point him to play solo, I'd say mm. Ricky Scarle. Mm. And then he would play. The fact that you acknowledge him and you mm. call his name in full mm. on stage in front of these mm. very important members of 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 the audience mm. says to him, I'm respected in my own name. I have a place here. I have a place here. Mm. So I can only do the very best. And it 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 got to be recognized much later by our laws when needle time was now introduced because then the recognition in law was then granted that mm. you do not only pay the composer and the author mm. and the arranger, you know, and the producer, mm. you also pay those who have given their soul mm. and they have given music their character. Mm. And they have collectively constructed the energy mm. in a piece which would have otherwise died on a piece of paper sure. or under your mattress in, in a small cassette mm. that never saw the light of day. Mm. So it is important that you, and if you start, it should not be something that you do on stage only. Mm. It is the manner in which you begin with each one of them from rehearsals. When you call them, mm. do they get rehearsal fees? Mm. Do they struggle when they have to go home? Mm. Do they think twice if they have to come because they do not even have money to come? Mm. Do they have to provide their own transport? How long are you going to keep them? You know, how long you, so somebody mm. once, when I worked with Becky Koza, before he then recorded his album, and often when you record your album, I give you time to go and promote your album, but it doesn't mean it will never work back again. Mm, yeah. Because it's only fair that you allow people to go and really push their own work. Yeah. Because uh, the beauty of the musicians that I work with, they are all band leaders in their own right. All right. So it becomes like a Bafana Bafana mm. or Banyana Banyana or mm. a national team. Mm. When they come to me, there's never been a single musician mm. who is neither a musical director somewhere yeah. or has got his own band or has um, has not contributed immensely. He's looking for a the, gig. No, no, he's not looking for a gig. Yeah. He actually, They don't come to you looking no, for a gig. No, they mm. schedule you accordingly mm. because they've got many other gigs to do. Mm. So it's not like they come to you because they're really out, down and out, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you're working with people who know their worth and who know what the you know what who they are in their own names mm. they they do not get significance by associating with you but they create a collective image by all their names pulled together mm. into this outfit mm. i could give you for example there's a, there's a lady called solis khan mm. that uh, has been with me for i think for the last 5 years or so mm. and then you would then have um 
Josie, uh, Matabule, who works with me now, um, uh, who is a leader of a band in in in, in her own right, and yeah. and Solas can as a recorded work, and she came to the studio for interviews, um, and and you, then you've got Nomsaka Debe, who who's got a, a, a single out and has been working with a lot of of, of artists in her own name. Mm. So you would you would then have um, other the the the, the yo, you need to hear. Uh, this young saxophonist who who is now featured in about three albums, Tiro. You know, Tiro mm. is from Tembisa. When Bob Mabena, mm. during his funeral, mm. there was a young man who was playing. I was at home and I was watching TV. There was this young man who was playing saxophone. And I put mm. it on Facebook. I said, who is this young man who's playing at the funeral of Bob mm. Mabena? Mm. And they sent me his numbers. And I never phoned him for a year and a half. Mm. And he heard that I had Asked about asked him, it, yeah. but when he, when a year and a half later, when the time was right mm. for my soul mm. to work with a spirit force mm. like that, when he came in, he killed it. Brilliant. Bafana Ndlovu, who just came now from, who, I was talking to him a, a day before and so on. Is is doing an international tour. He's a musical director mm. and a composer in his own right. Mm. You know, you would have. Um, and Dogozo, who produces and writes and arranges for international projects. These are the guys I'm working with now. Mm. You would have uh, a, a young man um, by the name of Surprise Mshwana, uh, a, a metronome. Mm. You know, he sits there, he keeps the time. And, and I, <laughs> you know, mm. he, he, the song doesn't rush and lean forward or slack, mm. you know. And, and, and the, the recording that we just did in November, when, when I listened to it, I said, oh, my God. Mm. This band, it's, it's magic. It's, mm. it's just an absolute blessing. Let I mean, me, it's important mm. that, 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 that collegiality and respect mm. amongst yourselves mm. as a band, you know, uh, you know, takes root quite early on. Mm. And the issues of trust are very important. And respect. And respect. Mm. Because people who don't let trust me, you will not give you their best. Let me ask you this then. Um, as talent is one thing, Yes, and and you've just talked about a lot of talented people as you are talented. Does the South African space, does the South African place where you land your music, allow you then to also get some form of reward from it? And this is where I want to differentiate that whole thing about I play music because it's in me, it's spiritual, and it's a calling. And and I get that. A lot of people say they want to do journalism because, you know, because of all of that. And and at the end of the day, at the end of the month, somebody walks into my office and says, you know what, Chief, I, you know that, that salary that I get, whatever it is. Does the South African populace, the South African community, the South African, South Africa as a country allow for musicians to take their talent, present their talent and get rewarded for it. We we have deteriorated in that respect. Mm. There was a time it was better, but we have deteriorated in the sense that how many venues have closed down? Mm. Just in the last 10 years. Okay, let's differentiate this yes. conversation between live venues for yes. which you are paid yes. and the the albums if if the CDs if the in the old language yes. and and the tracks that you would now let's let's differentiate the, the 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 stream of those two so on the one hand you would have live and 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 those 
you know, those performances and how they are generating. Yeah. And on the other hand, the music that you put into the market and, and who buys and, and how that's happening. There, there's a challenge uh, in that respect in a, in a very grave way because remember, I remember I said at the second Mushito conference, I probably addressed eight Mushito conferences mm. and the second one in Santin. And I, I, I mentioned the point that um, a lot of people do not understand that when when they 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 and that has come into the whole debate in the bill uh, on corporate you know amend, amendment bill it, mm. it has come the fair use and 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 they and they you know and all of that mm. it, it's that for example djs mm. would use your work yeah and not notify samro mm. but that is broadcast mm. that number one number two um radio does its bit but mm. it needs to do more. Yeah. That's second. Third, um, um, the music appreciation societies mm. do not, they lack the understanding of the fact that if they have called a music appreciation Sunday, mm. they are doing public broadcast and they would need to support the creators of the music and request summary for a, for a performance performance. Mm. Uh, you know, license for the for the Sunday, mm. so that they can then submit the songs that they played. Sure, you see. So it is lack of appreciation of all of that, mm. and and uh, the and respect to for uh, the artist. Yes, and respect for the artist. I mean, um, and then we've had the the other part that has not been successfully managed. It was the counterfeit, mm. the reproduction of the music, and you would know. Uh, where these people do this thing, you know, where they sell it in the streets, mm. you know, where all these copies go for ten rent, then mm. and then even the 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 memory sticks and all of that are sold everywhere, the corners of the street, mm. with very little consequences. Yeah. So so that says, as a country, we have not really done what we should have done mm. to ensure that artists and writers and and composers and arrangers get value. For money, then you would then go to to the to the live venues that have mm. uh, that have closed down most of them and so on, and um, and then we then would have come from a situation where the record companies, mm. the majority of no, not even majority, all of them that were are regarded as majors mm. were not South African. Uh huh. You see, and you so, don't know what happens uh, on that particular platform. No, what happens is a very simple matter. Mm. These are investor record companies, exactly. But nobody says to you, mm. these are investor record companies. Mm. They, they have their origin and their mother, their mother companies in their countries, mm. and there's a clause that then says in the contract, mm. then that says, if I mean, as you sign the contract. In the event mm. of dispute, mm. if it's an Australian company, they would say the contract will be adjudicated in terms of the Australian laws. <laughs> mm. If it's an American company, the same. If it's a British company, the same. Mm. If it's a German company, the same. And it becomes a part that the, the people who sign contracts, mm. either managers or or the the management you know outfits or the artists themselves do not take care of and then in the m moment of dispute how many times are you going to go to australia 
to 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 really litigate because you will go three mm. times then the case will be postponed and you'll run out of money the fourth time you can't go mm. then the case then yeah. in fact you might not even have the money to start with in the beginning to take these giants on yeah but then you don't you do not even know how these companies would have structured their assets right they could just sell them as part of the uh, shares yeah and then your work is sold with the shares uh, some are listed on the stock exchange it's a complex matter mm. so so let me let yeah. me ask you this then <laughs> is there is there if denzel taylor wanted to become a musician yes is there a stream of of financial inflow that is that is targeted first one this one second this and whatever it is 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 there for a musician a particular stream of inflow and how does that hierarchy work for example you do you look at live as your primary uh income route or is it the production in studio and then to market of that where do where does it, I'm, i'm trying to figure out where a musician and a modern day musician finds their revenue stream and then looks at other alternatives to beef that up but where primarily do you find your revenue stream yeah i i start from a a a, a different point i say number one, mm. music like any other uh, artistic work it is 99% law yeah 1% sound wow <laughs> <laughs> And you miss and that I, point you're finished. And I get you. I get you when you say that. <laughs> you miss that point you're finished. Mm. Number one, protect the fact ownership. Mm. The fact that when me and brother Denzel mm. were standing shoulder to shoulder mm. watching a game, this melody came to me and it didn't go to Denzel. Mm. Even if our shoulders were rubbing at the time. Mm. Mm. Respect that. You were humming it and I was not. You were not. Mm. So do not compromise that for any reason for any amount the reason copyright confers mm. i mean uh, copyright law uh, act 98 of 1978 confers and look at you you know it <laughs> confers copyright mm. on the work that you produce either being a sound recording or mm. a musical work or a literary work of you know cinematographic film or mm photograph or all other mm. works the fact that it says 50 years after your death mm. you still have ownership mm. it should it should let you know that mm. this is not like owning a car an expensive car yeah you're owning something much more expensive than a car and yeah. a house mm. because that right mm. is the first thing you must protect that's mm. your money and the money for your children and mm. the money for their children mm. so you need to be able as a creative to bequeath something to your children yeah. to bequeath something to the next generation mm. leave if something you, behind if you lose that mm. the money that you've got today simply because you got 15 gigs in in two weeks mm. will be finished before you know it mm. so that is not a reliable way because if you own the work mm. by the time your knees can't stand on stage your eyes can't see your shoulders mm. are painful your back refuses it's to it's mm. breaking somebody might remix the work yeah 
and the 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 stream or somebody of might still want to still be buying the work somebody might still be you know buying the work or mm. the work might be identified by somebody who is busy writing the film that's going to 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 be such a world acclaimed film yeah. and wants to use just two minutes mm. of it as the signature tune or as a link mm. Can you imagine how much money you still have? But you start to lose ownership. You've lost everything. Yeah. Forget about fame. I when I run workshops and I, yeah. I said, please, this is not a game of fame. Mm. I give an example with Michael Messer. I say, who do you know the greatest love of all? And everybody knows, yeah, we know yeah. the greatest love of all. Mm. You know, we know Whitney. I said, no, 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 no. Before Whitney, who wrote, who, who performed the song? Mm. George Benson. Where, where, where did he perform the song? No, he performed it f- for... Um, uh, Muhammad Ali's The Greatest, mm. the movie. Mm. And I would then say, who is the composer? And then nobody remembers. Yeah. But who gets the money? It's Michael Messer. Yes. He doesn't have to be famous. You don't have to know him. Mm. But the collecting societies yeah, they know. must know him. Yes. And that's where the money goes. Yeah. So you don't lose that. That is the first thing. The second thing is that you do not lose... If you can, mm. because this is a, a, a tough one, you do not lose publishing uh-huh. because a publisher necessarily owns the work. Yeah. But you, when you write a song, you have the right called copyright conferred by the Act of mm. 1978. And that's where people miss it. Mm. People think a good song dictates to the law mm. what the law must do. The law doesn't care whether your song yeah. is nice or not. If in terms of Section 1 of the Act, mm. the work is not conferred copyright, it is not copyright, even yeah. if you love it to, to, yeah. to bits. So that's, that's the first thing you do. But the publisher, mm. you, you, you have the publishing right as a composer, but you seed it mm. through law of contract. Oh. When you you sign any contract, some people mm. lose the work, not with the record companies. Yeah, people lose the work with a promoter, who then says, "Allow me to record the work." Yeah, and once he records the work, then he's got production rights mm. over your work. You can have your copyright, but he recorded it. Yeah, and the when we get to requirements of copyright. Amongst other things, if you've got a beautiful song in your head and you sing it alone mm. and you have not recorded it, yeah. copyright is not conferred on it. If you have not reduced it to material form, mm. it, it does not get conferred copyright. Mm. It remains your beautiful feeling in your heart. It will never pay you. You can't bequeath it. Mm. It is not a legal asset. It is not property. In terms of Section 25 of the Constitution, as well as in terms of Section 1 of the copyright law. So you've got to balance it out. Mm. Ownership is first. You do not lose it. Mm. You do not lose it because it is the only thing that does not only give you the the owner's rights, but it yeah. also gives you the moral right. Because the moral right is that right that says, please, if you think you want to remix my song, Mm. But you really put my name into disrepute in mm. the manner in which this song is now sounding. Yeah. Please don't don't touch it. Yeah. But you 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 if you do not take care of the composer's rights, yeah. the ownership right, 
But you can't even go to any point and say, but you are what messing it, up yeah. with the integrity of the song. What what makes you write about what makes you write about a region, uh, Limpopo amongst others, and and of course the heritage and and roots and everything. But 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 to an extent that you you've got to show lineage, you've got to show respect, you've got to. And and I don't think the song is merely about Limpopo and and the fact that you might have grown up there. It's it's. It's 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 that whole journey that takes you back home and the journey that brought you to where you are today. Yeah, it's because I was fortunate enough that um, when I really found my uh, entry point into the world of music, mm. it it was not you know from a Western perspective of looking at at music as a work of art mm. uh, or as an art form. I I I got to understand the place of music in society as a way of life. Mm-hmm. I, I got to understand that uh, music becomes a medium through which the most contentious um, aspects of human life mm-hmm. in a society can be um, put through the most um, vicious um king or a chief or an elder through song and there's nothing you can do Mm. you know um what got to be known later as poetic license uh, has always existed in the african context because um um if if a chief or a king Mm. it's it thinks he is incorrigible Mm. um women first women Mm. would then Look at you and say, uh, "There's a song that women sing in Rasikopo, and they say, Sikopo folora tabing, which means, Chief Sikopo, can you please come down to where the people are? Mm. People need you. Mm. And on an, an, an on a normal, regular occurrence, you would you would face the wrath of the king." I would say, do you think I'm aloof? Mm. What do you take me for? Mm. But through song, you get embarrassed because you can't stop the song. Mm. It mm. grows, <clears throat> mm. <laughs> it grows, and members of society mm. who resonate with the message mm. start to bring in a lot of poetic idioms, mm. praise verses that are linked to the message. Mm. And it becomes an instrument of conscience. And the chief or the leader, uh, elder, then goes home to reflect on mm. his attitude and conduct. Mm. And that's how I got to understand the role of, of music in society, that it is a system of communication mm. rather than just an art form. Mm. And that is why mm. when you mm. look how when we were pulled into to try I mean, and, and contribute towards the development of policy, you would realize that we then... In education, for example, we, we would then have uh, Western art music as mm. an area of study, and you'd have indigenous African music mm. as a field of study, mm. and you'd have uh, jazz and the sounds of the diaspora, for example, as mm. an area of study. Because the, there are histories, but there are also value systems yeah. attached to genres and attached to the system of, of music making. Mm. So that, mm. for me, was the entry point. So I have understood it as a system of communication rather than just as an art form, as 
as just mere property, as something that um, that uh, has got only your your particular name, mm-hmm. and it has no memory of a people. Mm-hmm. Because for me, mm-hmm. the memory of a people, the experiences of a people, the philosophy of a people, mm-hmm. the value systems of a, of, of a people, mm-hmm. um, are all encoded in song. Mm-hmm. Not just in the sonic element of the text of yeah. the song, but also in the rhythm, the tempo, mm. the the uh, the structure of the song, mm. uh, in a in a way that the song would people, for example, when mothers are sitting and they're in a in an environment of a communal festivity, and then you you as the host, mm. you've forgotten about them, you have not given them food. Mm. <laughs> they will not send a delegation to come and address the matter with you. Mm. They'll start a song. Mm. But talking to you directly, mm. if you give them food, but you give them nothing to wash down, mm. they will stand up and, and, and start singing and say, mm. They say, give us something mm. to drink because yeah, yeah. this is a traditional brew. It's not bitter on mm. our lips. Mm. Try us, you see. Yeah. But through song. And, and then it becomes the and beauty. It lands differently. It, it lands differently, but it becomes a permanent a mm. permanent code mm. of communication because other people also use it when they find themselves in similar circumstances. Got you. <laughs> let's let's go to Mpo and Social Group. And remember, if you want to be speaking to Dr. Selo Khalani, that number is uh, 0861-987-000, 0861-987-000. Mpo has also just done that. Mpo is in Social Group. Mpo? Yes, yes. How are you? I'm good, Mpo. How are you? You're speaking, you're speaking, to, you're speaking to, uh, to the doctor, Mpo? For, uh, Dr. Selo Khalani. I think you'll still remember me. You were, uh, we were playing at the, you came to give us a lecture at the South African State Theatre, because MC at Academy. Oh, at yes, yes. I was playing with the lady old lady and Josie. Josie, And yes. also Bafana playing double bass. That's correct. And then you pointed me out. In, uh, on the ensemble, I was the only blind guy playing. That's why you will uh, never, you will never forget. I will me. never forget you. There's no way. I was the only blind guy playing, and I was uh, singing that uh, that standard nature boy. And yes. you said to me, "The talent that you have, it must overcome your disability." Oh, beautiful! And uh, since those words, I'm telling you, I'm just it's just the community that I've like I'm training. Uh, I've got a band of persons living with disability, Bamu Harangua Montre, Center for the Blind. Great. Oh. So you you inspired me a lot. As uh, I'm talking to you, I was supposed to go to Cape Town to prepare for a performance this weekend, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So the thing, some people forget that this is business because we can't go there for free mm. and stuff. So, so they call us to come and record, but it lands on record. Are you guys paying? But no retail but a heli feed. And the thing that you the, the thing that you once told us, uh, music, once you written something, mm. remember it's it's music uh, you if with music, if it's on a score and then we register really it's 
it's your life like mm. like no one could ever take it away from you as long as you can register your song with sambro or publish it you are you you have it like so the knowledge that you gave us especially me as a person who's living with disability it, it, it empowered me a lot no, it empowered is... me a lot uh, i was uh, we were supposed i was supposed to go to Silo also Silo school for the blind but due to lack of of uh, the finances and transport, mm. so we're gonna how uh, not regard because we've been running around with the community looking or hey, we need to go there because that school for the blind we wanted to go there and teach the kids for free, you know, just teach the kids because mm. they were a music center and I just give them music lessons and stuff. Paul, Paul, let's leave it there, Paul, because I have to go to Tebocho in Johannesburg. Tebocho, hi, how are you? Good, good, I'm Tebocho. You're speaking to uh, the good doctor. Yes, I just want to tell the good doctor. I remember um, a while back, yeah, um, when I was still in school, you know, um, they used to play his music on radio. Yeah, that's how I got to know him, you know. And after that, there was just something about his music that was just touching my soul. I guess I would say it would just transcend me into because I'm petty into this petty world, you know, <laughs> that I'd <laughs> never known before, you know. Mm. And I would experience that. I'm like, Jesus, my culture is rich. It's beautiful. You know mm, what I mean? Mm. I think he gave that to me. And now that I have kids, I play his songs oh. <laughs> to them. You know what I sure, mean? Sure, sure. Uh, just from a cultural point, it's okay, fine. You know, these are the baby people. This is what they sound like. Yeah. Uh, sometimes when you see him live and like, this is what they would look like. You know, the textures, the nuances of just being baby is just... In his music, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's amazing. You know, it's amazing. I like. I don't know how to describe it. Like listening to his music, it just takes you into this sphere. You know, that just brings sure. calmness to the body. You know. Tebocha, let's leave it there. Ronnie and Karankua, Ronnie. Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Ronnie. Good evening, Ronnie. How are you, Chief? I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say. Uh, I'm a fan, a big fan of the Good Doctor. Yeah. And then I appreciate his music. And what I've learned about his music, he is not only singing, mm. he is preaching. Mm. And when we are Africans, if we listen to those that kind of music, mm. we become one with the swell. Mm. The doctor keep on doing the good job and feel us in when you are coming to the state theater. Thank you. I think it lands my question that I was going to ask you the purpose of making music. That's I mean, right. after everybody there, <laughs> now that question that I've been holding here, the purpose of making music. But I need to take a break. Uh, and, and immediately after this break, we'll continue with uh, the, uh, the interview. Power Breakfast with TT. Afroforum is set to challenge the five-year validity period of South African driver's license cards. This matter is uh, expected to be heard in the High Court in Pretoria in August uh, this year. We've had our legal team study the National Traffic Act and uh, we found massive uh, inconsistencies and holes and gaps in it. There doesn't seem to be a very strong basis or any basis at all for a five-year renewal period for uh, the driver's license card. It seems like that's just something government uh, made up, so that's what we're going to be challenging in court. Ernst von Zeil is the spokesperson for Afriforum. I suspect they might have a lot of sympathy amongst their drivers. Power Breakfast, weekdays 6 to 9 a.m.
on Power 98.7. Keep your mind on the money. Get your daily business news and financial market reports on Power Business on Power 98.7. It's business unusual. Power Business, Monday to Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. and Fridays, 6 to 7 p.m. Brought to you by AXA. We do more so you can. That's Africanacity. Only on Power 98.7. Now we're talking. Power 98.7 has signed a code of conduct that is enforced by the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Under this code, we are committed to broadcasting news that is accurate, comment that is fair, programming that is not harmful to children, does not amount to hate speech, and contains no gratuitous violence or explicit sex. If you think we are not living up to that code, you may inform the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Direct any complaints by email to bccsa at napsa.co.za For more information, please visit bccsa.co.za Power Perspective Monday to Thursday 8pm to midnight It's 24 minutes past the hour It's 11th of May It's Thursday, Power 98.7 Power Perspective My guest of course is Dr. Selo Khalani Dr. Selo Khalani, now I have to ask you that question The purpose of making music You've, you've highlighted the Limpopo and the influence it plays for you. And then, of course, I would assume that when you're looking at your experiences and you talk about the experiences of, of a message in a particular area and sometimes even to the extent of a message at a particular time to a king or, a, uh, you know, a, a, a traditional leader. So there's, there's all of that. Um, and so I would assume from all of that that um, music of different places, rural or urban, gives different messaging as well and, and comes across differently. Not that, not that this is rural music and this is urban music, but, but, but it comes across because of experiences. Mm-hmm. Why do you make music in, in, in the whole deeper, deeper question of that? Why do you make music? When, when somebody listens and says, I appreciate that guy, I really do, he's not saying I appreciate a particular song. Otherwise, he would mm. say that. Mm. Mm. No, indeed, uh, um, there the are the number of reasons. The, the very first one is a personal one. Mm. It's that um, you have a gift of song. Mm. And if there's anything, I will never, and I can't forgive myself, mm is if I wake up to a song in the middle of the night mm. and I forget it. E. I, I can't forgive myself because you, I could have woken up, took my phone or a recorder, sang into it, mm. go somewhere you know, in the house, mm. find a table, mm. play the rhythm that you hear. Because when a song comes to you, mm. it comes full Full arrangement, mm, mm. It does not parts and then it tells you. It tells you what it is. What it is mm. from the beginning to the end. Mm. If there's a, a a chorus, you hear it. Mm. If there's there's a, 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 a verse, you hear it. Mm. If there's a bridge, you hear it at the mm. time. If you get out of that consciousness, mm. you've lost it. Mm. I you, have a I have a notebook next to my bed <laughs> with a pen. That's it. That's it. Because I'm writing my book. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And and I and I and I know that I have forgotten so many moments. Yeah. And so I, I put this thing there yeah. by my bed and yes. I say every time. Yeah. And I don't care in the middle of whatever. What? 
I write it down. Because there's a particular sequence of, of the string of words and expressions mm. that come to you at the time if you're a writer. Mm. Uh, I've written a lot of poetry that, that is published because mm. I know if, if something comes to you in that particular moment, mm. if it gets dislodged, it may not come back the same way. Mm. As they say, mm. you never go into the same river twice. Yes. But it also comes to you with context. It comes to you, yes, with because context you've got as to well. remember that context of which it came, because uh-huh. it doesn't just come to you and say, "It's not just oh, words," you know. Yeah, <laughs> and and if you and and so you've got to detail the context yes. as well. That's why the choice of words that actually are, are imbued in context, and mm. that's why you would use this word, not the other synonym, mm. you mm. know, because it came packaged mm. in that particular way. That's the mm. first thing, but the other bigger role mm. of 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 music. And and often we reduce music to just message. Mm. There's music that has no lyrics, mm. but it just kind of aligns your chakras. Mm. 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 And that is the higher purpose of music, mm. where you do not know what to say, mm. how to say it. You are in a moment. Mm. Either you're stressed by load shedding mm. or you're stressed by an accident that just mm. happened or you're stressed by your lack of finances mm. or your, your personal relationship or, you know, uh, uh, you have not achieved particular goals at a time you had set for yourself, mm. the bigger frustrations. And you listen to this song mm. and then it kind of says to you, without lyrics, mm. it says to you, after all is said and done, I can still do it mm. without the actual. So, so the, the, the honesty in the manner in which you, you document what you feel, something that human ear, mm. a, a human ear cannot be cheated mm. on. It's if the idea is not authentic, mm. the human ear rejects it. Even if they do not know why, yeah. but they don't listen to it for a second time. Even if they've bought the CD, it's it's a, it's a, it's something that you it's inexplicable, other than to say. I mean, you can ask a lot of people who have bought music and they've listened to some to some of the you know the tracks there mm. once and they don't want to hear it again, but they don't know that they don't want to hear it. Mm. But there's nothing that draws them back to that yeah. track. Yeah, but there is this other one mm. in that same album. Mm. That they'll play it over and over again. They'll mm. play over and over again. Mm. And if you ask the, the, the composer or the performers, mm. they will tell you in one way or the other, we'd faced a moment of truth when we got to that point. Yeah. So honesty that comes through the music appeals to the hearts and minds of people. Sure. But then the bigger other purpose for me to write music is that I need to capture the fundamental and definitional elements of the music I make so that we do not lose that approach to music because either it is no longer Mm. followed because of modernity and, Mm. and, and what it's played on radio most of the time and there is an element of intelligence and wisdom 
that is imbued with mm. the knowledge of rhythm. Mm. Because for you to understand rhythm, do you know that mothers in, in, in most rural contexts, mm. they do not dance to a drum. Mm. And that's what people do not know. Some people do not know that mothers don't dance to a drum. They dance. Mm. And a most seasoned drama mm. transcribes the movement mm. on a drum. He catches the dance. The dance. It's, it's not, not the, the other way around. Mm. It's not you playing the drums and then people find a way of dancing to it. Mm. No. It's the rhythm. It is the rhythm, the rhythm because the, the rhythm is a it's it's non-verbal communication. Mm. So you need somebody who can decode it mm. and then transcribe it through a drum, and then you can build around that rhythm. I'm always make sure, even even when you listen to Pula, Pula, it's written in the uh, linguistic variety of Setswana. Mm. You know, it, mm. it talks about Bakatale Bakwina. But the rhythm is not Tswana. Mm. The rhythm is Kiba. You know, and, and sometimes if you do not know the distinction in mm. the rhythmic structures of the rhythm language, mm. you get lost. Because you're listening to an instrument that is not definitional to the music. Yeah. You are listening to, say for example, you are listening to the melody. But the way I write music, mm. I, I am actually recording the, some of the most sublime musical approaches. For example, I'm going to demonstrate it here. If you play Kiba music, for example, mm. there's always a constant beat, right? Mm. And this beat would go like this. And if you count it, you can say one, two, three, mm. four, mm. one. Two, three, four. And as this beat is sustained, mm. it kind of aligns the chakras, your mm. body, mind, and soul. Mm. Gives you that kind of consciousness of predictable mm. sequence of a beat. Mm. But then there's Matikwani that would, as this one goes, mm. Mm. you see, it's not sitting where the main beat is. Yeah. If I count one, two, three, four, you could say on this one, you could say one, two, three, one, two, three, yeah, one, yeah. two, three, one, two, three. And then, then Kedisho would then come and play across the two rhythms as they, they stand. And it'd go. Now, anybody who plays there, I mean, for, for you to be able to reach this level of proficiency where yeah. I talk and play two rhythms and sing the other one, mm. you, need, you need to be so centered, so anchored in terms of your understanding wow. of rhythm and time. Because alone, just to sustain mm. one part, when the other one is playing alone, it's very difficult. It sounds easy because I can do it now, mm. but it sounds very difficult. If I can say, let's do it now, we, we might we, take another year. You know, learning to do the other part. But to, for you to be able to play Kedisho, mm. which means which means transcribe, which means play as I dance. Mm. You know? So, 
for you to reach that level, that's the highest. Yeah. Because then you, you don't know where the, 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 this, the next foot is going to land, but you've got to land with it. If it lands on a full, you know, uh, uh, f- you know flat surface of, of, of your foot, mm. it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a half muffle on a drum. Mm. If it lands on a hill, it's a thud. Doctor, if, I have if, to end it Yes, if it lands on toes, <clears throat> then it's a slap. So you need to know how you construct that. Thank you very much. For Doc, I'm going to say, it's been an absolute pleasure. My next guest, of course, is here. And we, we, we contra-lessering after this. Contra-lessering. Okay. We're in the traditional space. My next guest is here, Professor uh, Prince Zulani Mkiva is here. Oh. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say to you, uh, Dr. Selo Khalani, thank you so, so much for coming in. And of course, an interview like this is never done. Uh, there's going to be another another gathering where we have to do this. Much appreciated. Thank and you thanks so to all the callers. And, uh, you know, big ups to all of us. And I say, Pula! Pula! Thank you so much. <laughs> You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.